What's going on, everyone? Before we start this episode, I just want to let you know that we had some technical difficulties on Steffi's mic, so her audio isn't going to be as crispy as everybody else's, but I hope you guys still enjoy this episode, and let's get into the podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen, and today I sit down with the Mulligan brothers and sister. The Mulligan brothers are Jordan, Luke, and Liam, and they make these mini documentaries to inspire change in others. They actually just finished one uh, on me this past weekend, and it's going to be posted very soon on their YouTube channel. So today we talk about their trajectory in the film industry, how they got started, what challenges and obstacles they faced, and where they see themselves going forward. Really cool episode uh, that I'm sure is going to inspire you guys to do what you love and do it with intention. What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Listen, you're not getting enough electrolytes or salt in your diet. I see it. Steffi sees it. Hayden sees it. We all see it. Element is an electrolyte drink mix with no sugar, no artificial ingredients, and no BS. Everyone needs electrolytes, especially those on low-carb diets, practice intermittent fasting, are physically active, or sweat a lot. But don't just take my word for it. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. U.S. Olympians, players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and even our own special forces drink Element. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the pinnacle of self-performance, but ever since Steffi turned me on to Element, I've seen vast improvements in my everyday training and recovery. You guys can try Element today with a totally risk-free, no-questions-asked refund policy. And you know what? Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com hybrid. That's drinklmnt.com hybrid. Again, that's drinklmnt.com hybrid for your free sample pack of eight grab-and-go Element packets. Stay salty, my friends. Now back to the podcast. How are you guys? All right, thank really you. Good, yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to sit down and talk to me. Appreciate it. Um, for our listeners, before we get started, I wanted each one of you to introduce yourself and say what you guys do for the Milligan Brothers and sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Brothers? I know. Yeah. We need asterisks. I've, I've said this. We need asterisks <laughs> and sisters. Do you want to start, Neve? Yeah, I'll start. Um, so I'm the Mulligan Brothers sister. I'm Neve, and I do all the editing at Mulligan Brothers. And some of the sound now as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I like to say I'm the founder of Mulligan Brothers. Just put it out there. Um, but I'm an editor, and I kind of um, like to join in on the filming with Jordan and and Neve, really. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Jordan, um, I do a lot of the filmmaking side of things and the interviews as well. So, yeah. Absolutely love it. So uh, very blessed. I think it's quite a big family as well involved in it, and we've all got our own little roles as well. So it's really cool. how many siblings are you guys? There's seven of us. Yeah. So yeah, big family. Um, there's five of us in the company. Um, oh, no TV in the UK. <laughs> 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 Netflix. Yeah. Okay, too much Netflix. Yeah, 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 maybe. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a, a big family. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we all get along as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's the best thing ever. Like yeah. the whole company, like half of our employees are made up of family, uh, family members. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. So what do the other family members do? Um, outside of Mulligan Rivers or in, within Mulligan Rivers? So William, so originally it was myself, Luke and William who founded mm-hmm. Mulligan Rivers. Um, 
Uh, so William's like one of the directors of a company, but he's massively into editing. So Luke and William, hugely into editing, um, usually sat behind a computer creating the content. Absolute geniuses. So Luke, <laughs> William's at home right now. Uh, he's working on, like we're, we're doing a feature length documentary as well. So he's actually editing that. And then Erin, my other sister, she runs one of our other social media pages. Um, she like runs all the merchandise, uh, edits as well. Again, does another fantastic job. So yeah, really good, mm -hmm. really cool team. Wow, that's awesome. How long have you guys been doing that for? At least at Million Brothers. Yeah. yeah, it's a business, I would say, what, six years now? It's coming, yeah, just mm -hmm. coming up to six years now yeah. as a business, yeah. But as uh, like a YouTube channel uh, since 2013, so eight, nine years, I think. So tell me the story of how it became a thing. Yeah, so <laughs> it was just, whilst I was driving up here, I was just thinking about this, like, because it just happened so fast. But um, at the start, we just, like, we loved... Like I would, we're a very competitive family. Mm -hmm. So like we would all play sports, me and him would be fighting against each other, boxing. Um, and so like we really resonated with a lot of like the motivational, inspirational mm -hmm. like YouTube videos. And not sure why, but for some reason I thought we could make one of those videos. So, and that's what we did. And the song- Yeah, I do. Um, it was a, a Kai Green, bodybuilding motivational yeah. video. We used to love Kai Green. Like we, we used would to love work him, out yeah. in the garden to Kai Green all the mm -hmm. time, yeah. And then I'm not sure which ones after that, but it was pretty much those sort of uh, a lot of bodybuilding. Um and at the start it was just for a passion. Uh, we just liked to listen to our own stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know like a few months in we got like one comment that just just like blew us away. Someone said like they really loved the video. I can't remember exactly what they it said. Helped the, yeah, um, it helped them. yeah. So then just made more of them. Um, but at that time, it wasn't it, like, it was just for a passion. It wasn't really as a business or anything. Yeah, like you know, YouTube back then, like, mm. was just not, it wasn't even a concept. Like, it wasn't even the, yeah. an idea you could have a career out of this. Yeah. <laughs> what were you guys doing professionally, like, to make money? So, well, well, I mean, to be fair, like, just as it was get, getting to become a sort of like, you could get paid, that's when, like, so I was at college. So then that's when I was starting to, basically this has always been my job. Yeah, so Luke, <laughs> yeah. So Luke, Luke we, we, our family's from, um, not, not had the most money. Mm -hmm. So Luke was making like, 20, like 15, $20 on YouTube and he thought he was, he was oh, blaming I was. it. Like he yeah. thought he was, yeah, he thought he was like rich at the time. So, you know, that, that was the kind of level that we were at. I was working as a laborer. Uh, I ran my own business as well. I had a, like a female gym. Mm. Um, so like I had a few businesses on the side and I was working this labor. A female only gym. Yeah, yeah, women's only gym. Yeah, so that was my first ever like bricks and brick and mortar business, um, which was interesting. Learned massive learning curve. It still exists today. I sold the business wow. when we started Mulligan Rose. We so I sold the business, but um, tell me about that. What what um what kind of motivated you to start a women's only gym? Um, that concept. I've never really understood that concept, so I'm interested in hearing like how you got the idea and. And what was, what was, what was people's initial reaction to it and how did it go? So it's a bigger thing in the UK. So it's, it's definitely a big thing in the UK. Um, so my girlfriend was an employee at a gym like that. And, I, and I've like super ambitious to start my own business. I think I was like 20 at the time. And I was just really, really wanting to start my own business, like whatever it was. Like I, I had like eBay businesses and shops already, but like I wanted something like a proper legit business, like a building with like my company name on it. Um, and 
one night after a shift, I walked into this business and she told me like how many members I had been running the maths, like, oh, this was what they'd be earning. So I went in and I was like, I can do this. Like, I definitely can run a business like this. I can, I could get a unit like this and create this. And that kind of started it. And once I had it in my head, I was like, I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna finish this off. Um, the passion side of things, or like the idea of like what it was for, like to serve women or like all those kind of things, the didn't exist like it was purely selfish like to become successful like it and i think that was one of the biggest downfalls is i wasn't yeah. like super invested into the idea of it um but we had a really good response like lots of members joined a uh, great community that still exists to this day which i'm really proud of now like there's like a group of women who still go to this this gym um and yeah it, it it, it was a, it's small, like we go to your gym, it's completely different to that. Like it was based on like circuits and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, it caters for a, a certain audience and it did work, but um, definitely my heart wasn't in it. Is it like, is it, is it women who feel uncomfortable going out? I think so, yeah. So we have um, quite a strong Muslim community in the UK as well. So around that area, there was like maybe like 30 or 40% of the customers were from um, like, like a, a, it is from Islam, like th that was their background. Like they're not allowed to work out with men, so like it was like having the the, the curtains would be drawn. Mm. Um, but also, the strongest like community was just like women didn't wanted to go to the gym and not have to work out in front of guys. Like and people felt uncomfortable. Yeah, so they would they would go to the gym um, and they'd have like. I mean, I wouldn't work there. So this was the whole thing as well. Like I ran the business, but I wasn't allowed in the building. Wow. Yeah, so I didn't, I, didn't run, I didn't work inside the building at all. Um, and it was literally female staff, female members. Um, we wouldn't even have like postmen go into the building because it was like, <laughs> this is like a men-free zone. Um, but it definitely, I think some, I, I found that with some of the, the women who went there, they, it's the only way they would find a comfortable space to work out. They just wouldn't go to a normal gym. Um, it, it de yeah, so it did cater for a, a very niche audience. I think that's why it, it was able to be successful in a kind of way. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's a, it's a weird one. I'd prefer it if women could just go to a normal gym and, and work out, I guess. Yeah. Covering it for religious reasons, or mm. beliefs, or yeah, comfort yeah. level, I get it. Mm. But yeah, uh, so we were, I interrupted you in the middle of your trajectory of how William Brothers started. You created, you made a video, and yeah. one person commented on it. You yeah. Definitely do this, I agree. Well, then that's kind of how we. Jordan was doing the gym at the time. Mm. Yeah. And then you needed some money, right? I don't know. Jordan. <laughs> and like, you gave him your $10 for YouTube? <laughs> yeah. So Luke, Luke had always said to me that yeah. YouTube's going to be big. Um, yeah, he. Oh, it's, it's going to be big. Um, it's a. There's definitely a career here. Hello. <laughs> so yeah, when he when he said that to me, um, he said it with such conviction that I believed him. <laughs> so stupidly believed him, and I had a, another job at the time um, as a labourer. I quit that job, and mm -hmm. we worked. We just jumped all in with Mulligan Brothers. Mm -hmm. And we had a small room in the back of the gym, which was like a, a storeroom that we like moved all our equipment into. Um, Luke had a computer that he'd saved up. I had this like janky old laptop and we started editing videos and we'd edit videos in the day. And then we would, Luke would help me with my business and drop leaflets off mm -hmm. in the local area to try and get more customers for the gym. Um, and I think like the first paycheck was like $80. 
and like I'd quit, I'd just quit my job. My business was failing at the time as well. Um, and we kind of thought this is not going to go very well, didn't mm -hmm. we? <laughs> it was like, well, I don't know about that. But, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't going the right way. No. And then, um, and then, ten, do you remember te the 10 minute thing on YouTube? On YouTube? Like when, when everybody was uploading 10 minute videos. Yeah, because they had to eat 10 minutes in order to monetize. Double advert, you could put yeah. double advert on. So revenue was like twice a month. So, but YouTube was pushing it. So I, I'd made like a long form video um, because I'd seen like PewDiePie mm. doing these long form mm -hmm. videos and it just blew up and then the, that was yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, from there, just kind of like, it got, it got a bit out of control, didn't it, at yeah. that point, yeah. It was, it was a basic, it was a nice feeling because I, like when I said it to Jordan that trust me, this will work. <laughs> Two months in, it was getting a bit, you know, a bit sketchy, but then on the third, I think it was the third month. Yeah. Um, we, we did quite well. Yeah, it kind of exploded. Yeah. And then Neve came on. So William was in Australia, uh, my other brother. Traveling. Uh, traveling. And he was, we was like, come home, like, let's do this. Like, he loved video editing. Uh, so he, he came back, uh, he worked a job for a while, then we convinced him to join us. Mm -hmm. So then there was three of us. And then Neve was in college. Neve's the baby sister of the family. Mm -hmm. and Neve, yeah, I was 15 when I... He was 15. We bought, yeah. we bought Neve a MacBook. On which the day again, of my prom. <laughs> which was like this mad thing, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah it was we, crazy. To like, be able to afford it, we still got the Mac today. Like, yeah. like to be able to afford a MacBook Pro was like, oh wow, we're like making it right now. Mm -hmm. So Neve had this MacBook Pro and was like, we'll pay you 10 pounds per video. It was like 12, 13 dollars to make a full hour long video. <laughs> yeah, terrible. <laughs> Yeah, but and, I took advantage of and it. And you've managed to, how many videos did you manage to make? A hundred on a one hundred. of the months. So that was like a grand, yeah. Yeah, so it was like a thousand, a thousand pounds, which to us was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, we're going to have to pay Neve a thousand pounds somehow. Mm. And it was like, you couldn't believe that it was in your bank account. We couldn't mm -hmm. believe that we were sending it her. It was, like, it was just madness. But uh, yeah, you, so Neve got stuck in straight away as well. So yeah. Neve's been fairly here for, like, from the start, mm -hmm. yeah. It started, yeah. I was editing at home and then we went, we had a studio at Luke's house. Mm -hmm. So it was editing there for a while. But yeah, it was, it was just Islam at the start, but it was quite crazy, yeah. So did you end up going to college or did you? Did um, I did college at the same time. Okay. But, um, college is like high school over here. Yeah. 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 Okay, so high school and then after that, did you not go into no. university? Yeah, I was meant to, but um, I decided to stay editing. But yeah, I did get in a lot of trouble because I'd want to be editing and then um, I'd, I'd have to do my college work, but I'd do editing instead, so. What, how did your parents feel about that? They were... Like, so just my mom. Yeah, my mom. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. She was like happy with it because I was working with the boys and she saw what they were mm. doing. So she yeah. always, yeah, my mom's always really supportive. Us. Yeah. yeah. So like s single mom um, raised seven of us and she's just wet. Mm. Whenever we've had like an idea to do something, she's like been like a force behind us. Oh, that's so amazing. She's so cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I, well, she, our mum is as well. Yeah, she is a bit of a. She did yeah. question like. She, yeah, the she start, thought you yeah. Luke was playing games on his computer. <laughs> she did not get YouTube <laughs> at all. If I was like up at late, just like working, she'd always think I'm playing games. Yeah. Um, and it was so frustrating for me to say like I'm trying to make videos. I mean, it, to be fair, I was playing games as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the stories of like when we was working in the loft. I mean, mm. that was. Yeah, that so my our house is like my mum's house is quite a small house mm -hmm. um, with seven of us in and my mum and a dog and three cats. It's like it's like really crammed <laughs> in there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's like crawl space in the attic. Like there's like a, a like a drop down ladder and you can get up there and it's like loft insulation up there. And we kind of like panelled it up with some wood and we 
we would set our office up there mm-hmm. and there was like three computers in there. Luke and William would sleep in there. It yeah. was so horrendous. Mm-hmm. And um, you couldn't like you couldn't stand up. It was like really low crawl space. But that, that's where like most of our work was done mm-hmm. at the start, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, and then it went to the back of the gym. Um, and then it went, then we bought a house. Yeah, my house we bought yeah. Luke's house and mm-hmm. we turned that into a studio. So it was like, it, it was just all encompassing around everything. And then three years ago, was it four years ago? We, we bought the, the main studio, yeah. which is like, was like our dream. Like we bought the studio, it's got like a basketball court in it and a warehouse at the back. And it's yeah. like just mental that we managed to do that. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's where we're at now, uh, but we're looking to go to the, the next one now. Yeah. So yeah, but my mum supported it, like to have us, oh, she must've been so frustrated. Like. Did you, do you guys, like, is there anybody else in your family that does something similar or like it's into any no. photo arts? No. No, uh, growing, growing up we, I think we were encouraged with home video cameras. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. or we'd always, for some reason, always ask for one. Like, can we get somehow get like a camera and we'd get these like, I remember we had like a PlayStation iToy that we'd use yeah, to like yeah. make films out of. And so it was like, it was a big thing when we was growing up. Um, and we'd watch like the Jackie Chan movies and behind the scenes of Jackie Chan and how he's like making these films and we try and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Jackass came out and like we was doing stupid shit, like, you know, like the, ja- the Jackass stuff. And then, there was like the period in between where we're like, it's not possible as a career though. Like it wasn't, YouTube didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, filmmaking was just for the elites. So it was yeah. like, it, we kind of all let go of it and got into like laboring jobs and you know, but um, it was there at the start, but not, not within family members anyway. No. no. Mm. At what point did, did it become clear that there was an, you know, a, an actual opportunity there to, to build something lifelong and sustainable and scalable? Life-long. I mean, lifelong to, I mean, for okay, me. That's a big word, but you know no, what I mean? No, like no, some, no. something that's for the future, yeah. like not, not just a passion project that you're doing for fun in the basement with your brothers. Mm. I think w- when we made it past the studio, the build of the studio. I, don't know, I think even further back, like when we went Paris, with um, when we did. Oh, the, I think the buying it the buying idea it. was there early yeah. like, that we wanted to do it. Like yeah, we 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 had no money at one point, mm-hmm. and we just started YouTube, and we flew out. To, we we drove out drove. to Paris in a rusty old van. Um, we didn't really know what we were doing, and um, Ed, Edgar Augustine, um, his name's Bionic Body. You might have seen him. He's, he's a W amputee, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a professional bodybuilder, and speaks French. Doesn't speak English. We don't speak French, and we was like, yeah, let's go out there and do this piece. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Um, so the idea was there. It went really wrong, but yeah. we managed to create a piece. It still exists on YouTube, but. Um, that was like the idea of it being something big, but when it was possible, I would say it must have been after the build of the studio. Yeah, I mean, it's always felt like it's on a it's always, fine wire. It's, yeah, I mean, YouTube especially, like you always feel like it's going to get taken away from you. It's like the mm. ads can just get stopped straight away. So, um, but like I don't know. I, I think yeah, it's like a a lifelong business. I think yeah, probably when the studio. Yeah. Yeah, like now I don't think anything can stop us. Like from. No from it being a forever thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we will navigate. If, if something happens, we'll find a way to navigate mm-hmm. and, and bend into it. But like, now I, f- I feel like we've got a, an idea in our head where we're gonna be and we'll achieve it, yeah. What's been um, the biggest challenge that you guys have faced? I think, I, think f- I mean, a big challenge has been making it into a business. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, it's, cause YouTube's quite, a, and content creation is usually relying on like the creative people. And to like bring in like management and like other employees, I felt I, personally I felt really difficult because I think I feel that a lot of times it should be 
the content is the focus and when it's not I don't I feel like you lose something and I, I, when it becomes about numbers and like mm. you know someone didn't get paid or you know what I mean it just I, I don't know it takes the fun out of it we we fight over that so like yeah. or we did initially Luke's really good at it now but like at the start it was like look we need structure we need to do this we need this business like mm -hmm. we need you know these things need to be in place and it does sometimes feel like it takes away from the art of it like it, yeah. it it's and it's really difficult to balance those things so i think the way it's gone and it's changing now but the changing. way it went is that i would just handle it and then luke and william could be creative and and do their thing uh, but i think luke's getting really good at doing it now mm -hmm. like where he's he's coming around to the structure of it and understanding that it it, it can lead to a better environment to create mm. art out of um i yeah. really do that so much mm. because also when we first started hybrid like yourselves, like it kind of started flowing organically. We started making money just doing our, our passion, what we like, which was training and coaching. And then it got to a point where when you start making, you know, some a serious amount of money, you start feeling like you have to create more structure and, and organization and order. And when that happens, sometimes, and at least for us as well, like it became so rigid that it took away what was most special about hybrid, which was like yeah. a bunch of friends training together, working yeah. out, making fun videos, traveling to competitions, traveling to competitions and just having fun, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it did take away from that. And now we're in a happy in between as well, where like we, we're reminded of where we came and how fun it was when it was flexible, but obviously like you have to have some sort of like order and hierarchy and, and structural organization. That's why it's so nice to like come and speak to people like yourself. Like mm -hmm. for us, we are, I would still say we're struggling with it a little yeah. bit. Like trying to find, I think we probably went overboard and put too much structure in place. And now we're trying to like draw it back. Um, so yeah, recent, very, very recently, um, circumstances have led it. So I think we're gonna reach like the natural where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, um, we put, I would say we put too many layers of like management and, yeah. and we was losing like some essence of it being the Mulligan Brothers. Yeah. Like it started to be like really, feel like it was starting to be really corporate. Like we were having, losing mm -hmm. that touch. It's horrible. Like it is it, horrible, yeah. And I, th I, I do, I, th I think our vision for the future is like, it's a billion dollar company. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we assume that that means that it has to be like this strong corporate structure. But our business model, I don't think requires it. Like, I think you can still have that, yeah. that touch, that friendly touch and that personal touch of the company. Um, when it gets to the point where it's like a massive corporate structure and you are just at home and the company's running by itself, it's like, it, we don't want to do that anymore. Like, I, I don't want to be involved in that anymore. So mm -hmm. I, I'll allow the checks to come in, but you know. Mm. Like. What's up, everyone? It's your favorite podcast producer, Nick Tricana, here to give you a word from our incredible sponsor over at Element. Because we love y'all so much over here at Hybrid Unlimited, we're going to hook you up with a free sample pack of Element just for you. Each sample pack includes eight grab-and-go packets in a variety of different flavors. All you have to do is go to drinkelement.com slash hybrid. That's drinklmnt.com slash hybrid. I always thought that's what I wanted to do as well, like maybe get to a point where the company runs itself and make it public and have investors and have it be like this massive thing. But I don't know, I, and it goes back to the conversation we had about why are you doing certain things? You know, are you doing it for, to get praise from other people, mm -hmm. to prove yourself, to prove that you're worth it for your parents? Like what exactly are you doing it for? And at this point I feel like everything I do is for myself. And that wouldn't be fun. Mm. You know what I mean? And that, but when we look around, like your your place of business and like your brand and your company, like it's got so much of you on it. And it's yeah. like, mm. 
and I don't just mean like your face is sculpted, like it's like your art that's been put yeah. on there. Like it's, it's your creativity, your design, and it's like when when you don't want to do that anymore, like when that's not part of it anymore, like what is, what is the point? Like that's how, how we feel, like especially with the fact that we're in the creative industry, that I want every film to have some something that's the mind or something that it made it authentically us. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it might as well just be something corporate structure that doesn't require yeah. it anymore. Can, can you guys take me through the creative process? Like, how does a video go from idea to creation? Okay, so I'll do the, the filming portion. Okay. It, it, first of all, it depends who it is. Um, so some people, yeah, so some people like, it, there is pre-production. Um, so like, we, we, I need to know like, what are we going to be shooting? Like, what, what would I like to shoot? So for yourself, we needed to get the, the boxing session in. Like, that's, that was really important mm -hmm. for me, for the video that we had that. Um, and then, but, but some people say, you've only got me for an hour. This is the way it's going to be. So we'll, we'll do the research in terms of like what we're going to be able to do. And then when we get there and we, we shoot it, we probably just overshoot as much as possible. Um, for me, it just needs to look beautiful. I need to get as much coverage as possible. And the the questions and the way that we lead the story for Mulligan Brothers audience is uh, based on a lot of the humble beginnings and somebody's story like where it started which is dead easy because I would learn that from somebody just through a conversation and then we would just have points of that video that are part of the mindset and like how they've developed this kind of mindset as well once so once that's filmed and recorded we'll take it home and then Luke will start to Luke and Neve will start to handle it yeah, yeah, so, I mean, the, like, the best thing about, like, because I'm in the sort of the middle, um, is I can, whilst I'm filming with Jordan, I can kind of see where I want the edit to go already, if that makes sense. Um, so, like, I'll be, like, making sure I'm picking up on bits, and, like, especially, like, with the hero shots, I like to think, okay, that could go in certain areas. Um, but the, the, the method of the editing is just, like, you just need to get it onto the, um, like, the software. And if you can get all the content on, then you can start just, like, I think Neve will say the same, like, you just look for it. You don't have any, you don't want to push it anywhere until you've looked at everything. Yeah. Um, once, so the, the interview is normally quite easy. You cut that up and then you'll listen to the interview. And then personally, Neve will have her own method. But what I normally do is I'll get a bit of music and I'll just put it underneath a bit of the interview and see like, okay, what bit am I vibing with? Mm. Um, I mean, a, a great thing is as well, like, like yourself, you're, you're a good storyteller. So like, mm. say you're telling your backstory, like people act like it's really hard to edit, but one, if you're doing a good job telling the story, yeah. it's really easy. Yeah. We find that a lot as well with yeah. people who, who are involved. With in some media. people as well though, you can get like, you, we might sit down and be like, right, there's three videos here. Cause like, mm. they're so like mm -hmm. different. Definitely. Like, so yeah, we can make like two videos on one person and it will. If it's there. Yeah. So the one, the one thing we would say, every single question, and this goes for every single question in the company, but in the edit and the filming it's really important that this is it does it inspire change mm -hmm. like yeah. that is it like we it's it's like the motto of mulligan brothers is inspire change but we genuinely live every decision by that like it has to inspire change so if it's if somebody if you said something extremely controversial and it would get loads of clicks and loads of views it wouldn't mean anything to us like it mm -hmm. wouldn't do anything to help people be feel inspired or inspire any change in their life 
Um, so it's, it's running it through that question and it's like every single part of the story and the edit needs to make sure that it fits that and mm -hmm. it's going to help somebody and inspire somebody yeah, which helps cool. loads right like yeah, it yeah. Dead easy. so like when we've had difficult decisions on how to structure something we like all sit down and go okay does this inspire change uh, we're getting a lot of arguments and fights yeah like usually. cut that bit out if it doesn't yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i mean one of the worst feelings in the world is like you make a video and then you've got this guy going <laughs> that does not work chuck that out cut that out um but usually 99 percent of the time it does normally work yeah. yeah i trust these guys like i really trust them as editors but we do sometimes i'll come in and say something but it always we always work out like that was the right thing in the yeah. end i think but um, yeah i agree yeah, it can get a bit heated in the editing room sometimes. <laughs> it's good, it's good. Yeah. It's because you because as a filmmaker, you can't then do any more as well. So that's yeah. the problem. Once I've shot it, I've shot you it. You just yeah. got to put yeah. trust in yeah. it. Yeah. So you've got to trust us. But yeah. What, um, what do you guys think is the biggest differentiating factor between your guys' videos and other inspirational slash motivational videos out there? I mean, originally, like, I would say the difference when we, so we used to do fair usage content and then we started to license the content as well and we'd write speeches. And I say at that time, the difference was is that, I think Luke created this, is there was a story arc always. Even if we was using somebody else's content, it mm -hmm. felt like it had some sort of resolution or some story. Um, now is like completely different. Like I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't say, it's not out of ego. Like I, I'm so proud that our content's completely different to anybody else. Like yeah. it's, it's mini documentaries, it's, it's all shot handcrafted by ourselves and um, like I, d I don't think I, I think what happened is, is when the ad the adpocalypse came in and like YouTube started taking everybody's monetization in the motivation world it happened really badly yeah. so it everybody really lost monetization I don't know a single channel that didn't adpocalypse <laughs> so yeah the uh so that happened and everybody lost their monetization including us like you know revenue stopped overnight this mm -hmm. is when we were spilled in the studio so yeah it was we we sat tough. in a dark room in this studio we had like there was like a hundred thousand dollars needed put back into this building that needed fit, and we had no money coming we had in. No money, yeah. and we're like we, we sat in a room and says no matter what if we can still make the videos if we can still inspire people mm -hmm. we'll work at tesco's and we genuinely so tesco's is like Walmart. Super, yeah. um <laughs> so it's like we'll go work we're, all three of us can work a job we can pay for the bills of the studio and mm -hmm. we can make content so that was the goal um and then but we, but we said let's try and get monetization back by filming our own stuff so that's when we really started to embark on filming all our own content um so that's the best thing that ever happened to us. The worst thing and the best thing that ever happened to us. We lost like three months worth of revenue. We got back to it, uh, finished off the studio, and then we had this completely other channel um, that nobody had anything close to. And I remember at the start, when we started filming people, we were like, everybody's gonna start doing this. Like yeah. everybody's we gonna, everyone every single motivational yeah. channel is gonna do this. We're gonna be competing with everybody because it's the obvious thing to do. Like. You have, like, you have to go film your own content now. Mm -hmm. You can't be stealing other people's content or fair usage of other people's content or even licensing anymore. And most of the other motivational channels tried to get back to that. They tried to get back to the way they've always yeah. been doing it. Some of them just don't exist anymore. Like their channels are still there, but they never uploaded since that point on. Um, and some of them have managed to get around YouTube's rules, but it always comes back to the haunt. We always get DMs like, hey, how'd you get monetized yeah. again? And we're like, you need to go shoot your own stuff but nobody filmed their own stuff. I mean, there's one channel called Team Fearless, yeah. amazing guys, they, amazing. they produce like music, motivational music. They do it this way, but mm -hmm. um, nobody else shot their own stuff. And and now like, I, that that genre, like, 
I think is so stagnant and like we're just doing something completely yeah. different. Like it's not, it's not the same thing at all anymore. And uh, yeah, just so as I like many documentaries, many movies, that's the way I see it. And even if they were, if, even if they were gonna compete against you guys, it doesn't mean anything. Yet. No, yeah. no, yeah. I think competition's good. It means there's a market. It means there's people that mm. want to watch that. You know, it'll push you guys also to. I would, I would love it. I, I don't think. Um, I don't think it's coming. That's the only thing. I think unless one of them, unless one of the channels has like really good revenue and they can hire filmmakers to come in, uh, I don't think anybody's flexible to do it or willing to do it I because it's putting so much money at it's risk. It's a risk, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the way we've built it because we've basically all the money that we made in the first, what you say, four years of the Four or five years, yeah. We just put it into the studio, equipment. Um, like we don't rent any of our equipment so like we can bring all these like red cameras along with us um, and so we, we were doing the maths of how much like these sort of trips would normally cost like a, a, if you was to hire people. It would, I, don't, I just don't It'd think It'd be impossible, yeah. yeah like, I mean, sh the shoots, to come out and, and film the shoots is like super expensive, mm -hmm. but it's probably about 10 times cheaper than what it would be if I was hiring crew to do yeah. that because we do it ourselves. And I mean, I would have it no other way, um, but it is literally like a factor of 10. Like, so like it makes us like, be able to move and navigate in such a way. And it's like, the other thing is, I, was, I say this all the time, is like, if there was like a motivational video in the North Pole, I would go and do it. Like yeah. I would find a way to go and do it. And I don't Pole. think, <laughs> it'd be cold, but yeah. I don't think anybody else or many people in the, in our field are willing to do that either. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'd love it. I would love Have you guys done Iceland? Yes, yeah. we did Thor in yeah. Iceland. Yeah, he was one of our first projects, yeah, Thor was. Such a nice guy and a beautiful place to shoot as well. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. You're talking about competition though. Um, mm. In the motivational scene, yeah, we haven't, but we we do. I mean, I don't know if it's a bit of a bold statement, but like, I do want to compete like the likes of like Vice. Yeah. Mm. Vice Media. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think eventually we could build a big enough brand and team more into the inspirational content, but like to compete against Vice. Yeah. So like Vice. Yeah, that's the, yeah. the more way, we, for, for YouTube, the, the way we see it is that Vice is our competition. So yeah. we're like, we're trying to nip at their heels. That's the way we see it. But with, with uh, the difference between us and Vice is that as is solely inspirational. It has, yeah. like, again, it mm -hmm. has to inspire change. It's not about posing questions or documentary work like that they do, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like as is has to be based on inspiration. But then even outside of the YouTube is our goals are much loftier. Like yeah. we we want to be the biggest documentary producers in the world. Like that's yeah. our goal, um, and I genuinely believe we can achieve it. So that's we kind of have. Whilst the YouTube's unbelievable, and I think we'll always we'll always have it, and we'll make sure that it's exactly as it is right now, uh, if not better. Like we want to try and extend ourselves a little bit more into you know the film world and the film industry. So there is there are other goals past it as well. Yeah. Does Vice have their own network? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vice are huge. Like, yes. yeah. So, yeah. Say it like it's like this. This <laughs> sure thing. thing. But um, you know, Vice started somewhere as well. So yeah. you know, I, I feel I feel confident in terms of the way we deliver content that we could be up there with Vice or considered in the same conversation. Right, but it, it is easy if you break yeah. it, if you break it down it is, into, yeah. into small parts. So first mm -hmm. principles. First principles, yeah. except nothing is complex. It's all a combination or. And agglomeration of simple things put together. 100%. And yeah. like, I think sometimes when we say about like trying to be the biggest documentary producers in the world, I, I, I feel like we're met with, um, like that's stupid. Like that's ri ridiculous. But like when I say it to you, I can see that you don't like, okay, of course it's a big goal, 
but like you don't you, and you wouldn't rule it out yeah mm. yeah exactly and um, I think you guys are like well, well, like 100%. I appreciate it. And, and it's nice to be around people who dream that big and, and yeah. achieve those dreams themselves yeah. as well. Yeah. I am where you guys are at, yeah. you know? But you guys, have, you guys are doing it, one, to benefit, for the benefit of other people, you know, to genuinely try to help others. You guys are doing it out of, out of love because you love it. You guys are great at it. Have you guys heard of um, Ikiagi, the Japanese principle? No. Like, how do you pick allocation? So there's four things. It's do what you love, do what people can pay you for, do what people need, and do what you're good at. And I feel like, yeah, that definitely yeah, is like yeah. what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely see you guys absolutely crushing it. What, um, do you guys know like a time, or not a timeline, but kind of what the plan would be to get there? Or you guys are just kind of taking Yeah, so mm -hmm. we wrote a really structured plan for mm -hmm. the idea of the film. So. Um, this year, there needs to be one documentary produced, a uh, feature-length documentary, the goal with the goal of selling it to Netflix or Amazon, mm -hmm. um, which is like we're like on track with that one. Yeah. Uh, next year, there needs to be three films, um, feature-length films produced um, by Mulligan Brothers. We're shooting the second one already, so we've already got the second documentary shot. Um, pretty much, we've got the last shoot next week, yeah. which is really cool. <laughs> um, and then. We also, with it being the biggest documentary producers in the world, like we will fund other documentaries. So next year, one of those films are probably something we just paid for. Like, you know, we overs oversaw it. It had to fit the Mulligan's remit. Um, so that's the, that year. And then I think by like year six, there's like 12, It's you get up to like 12 documentaries per year, which in my eyes was like, that's it. That's like, it. Largest mm -hmm. documentary producer in the world, mm. uh, producing like, inspirational documentaries, like pretty much to, to make change in the world. Um, so yeah, we're on track right now, which is great. So we're doing a documentary with uh, these strongmen called the Stoltman Brothers. Mm -hmm. um, and Tom won World's Strongest Man whilst we were following for the two year period. So we've got this beautiful film about these two brothers. Um, Tom has like struggled with autism for his whole life. And Luke like struggled with mental health, was in the oil and gas industry. And whilst we were filming, Luke quits his job. Um, they go on this like crusade from like eighth and seventh place at World's Strongest Man to winning World's Strongest Man. It was like this beautiful story, fairy tale story that happened to, and we happened to be filming it at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like, like in terms of the goal, like that project was perfect, and like we're still on, we're on track with that now. So yeah, very fortunate. But yeah. um, I think I, f I f and I feel like we can pull it off for sure, even if it takes longer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have two more questions. One, what's the link between these videos and stoicism at your other page? Like, do you feel like oh, I wish we had William here now. <laughs> so this is my other, my other brother is um, the the stoic guy. Like he is so well, like so versed in stoicism. Like studies it, embodies it. Um, he's at home. So <laughs> so I mean, I think our mom yes, is so yeah. stoic. Yes, yeah, so we we was talking about this actually. Um, uh, like there's not many female presence in stoicism at all, and we was like saying like talking talk about in general terms and like like our mom is pretty much like the so embodiment stoic. Of, like stoic. She like, went through so much yeah. and like like life was just thrown at her at some point. Like it was absolute, and she had seven kids to look after whilst all this has happened. Um, was grieving her own baby as well at the time. Mm -hmm. Like so went through all this horrible stuff, but she was so stoic and mm -hmm. managed to pull us all through it. And I think that's why. Mulligan Brothers 
and William especially is like closely looks into Stoicism and like follows those philosophies. So I, I mean, Stoic, I, I, the Stoic philosophy, I think. Um, so get this right. Um, is philosopher. Are you? Yeah. I feel oh, like not saying anything on. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not going to say what Stoicism is, but um, <laughs> I, I do. I feel like I feel like the Stoic community can really like cut you down if you get it wrong. So I don't no, want to. Stoicism is a Greek and Roman ancient philosophy, um, primarily focused on self-sufficiency. Um, the originations of Stoicism started with first Diogenes uh, as a cynic, and then it developed into Stoicism, a milder version of cynicism that mainly focused on one's um, subjective uh, outlook on the world and how you and how, how should I should say, I've never been on the before. <laughs> you do great. Um, and how one can intrinsically say there is no intrinsic negative or good to this world. There's only perception mm. and subjectivity and how we should not control that which is not in our control as it's beyond um, our subjective perception. And yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's much better answer. <laughs> that is it, thank you. Yeah. I was, <laughs> So yeah, um, exactly what he says. So, so. <laughs> but no, but like, I think the way in which you react is like mm -hmm. Mulligan Brothers. I, I think as a company, we run that way. Like mm -hmm. stuff happens all the time. Like, you know, shit happens, shit, yeah. happens. shit hits the fan all the time. Um, so yeah, yeah I think William, so. Williams ran it just unbelievably that page. So every, the everyday mm -hmm. stoic is like something we run along uh, alongside Mulligan yeah. Brothers. And it's like, it's like that starting to really snowball into its own thing right now, which is pr it's going pretty crazy at the moment. But um, I can't take any credit for that. Awesome. No, yeah. well, I would say like, like you said about the business, like when things get, uh, I think, I guess, yeah, yeah, that's what mm -hmm. I was going to say. Like the business, we've had so many issues mm -hmm. that we've just like, they've like, we've just like looked through them almost. And yeah. I think if you dwell on a lot of the issues that we've had in this business, we would have never like carried on. No, yeah, it's yeah. been horrendous. Like, yeah, yeah, there's been some horrible like yeah. times that like we've all had to to go through as a family whilst running a business at the same time. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you know the the other thing I'd say as well is the the tougher and harder the situation is, and I, I think this is I'm I'm gonna so we're just speaking about this um, just before I make my point is I'm starting to get like all of the quotes from interviews tattooed on me yeah. like I'm I'm gonna get start getting a load of them, um, and you said you said something yesterday I don't want to paraphrase it but it was basically about like when it's hard um, that's when I like it most or like when it, yeah so, so along them lines but um, that's like it, when life trauma happens like really difficult times for me they've been like looking back not at the time but like looking back they've been the best like they have mm -hmm. been those, those times where it was really really difficult and 
and I feel that most people would have given up. That, like, I relish those. I won't wish it to happen again or happen to anybody else, but I relish them like, this is the test. Like, it gives yeah. you an opportunity to see what you're made of. Exactly, yeah. yeah. To separate yourself from the rest of people who 100%. just can't get through it. And the more you can get through those situations yeah. and the more you can put yourself through tougher and tougher situations, the tougher you're gonna get as well, yeah. which is, uh, it's great, and if it's not happening to you, you should make it happen to you. I, that sounds like masochistic, but yeah, that's, yeah. Put yourself in situations yeah. where shit's gonna go wrong. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, what yeah, was yeah. that story the other day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where I was gonna, I had the option to either take a flight that was gonna take me straight from one city to another in like a matter of an hour or something like that, or less, for $80. And I purposefully chose the 10 hour bus ride <laughs> through, the, through the mountains, and it was absolutely awful, but at the same time, amazing. Mm. Kind of you find there as well, like the it's like <laughs> the most like amazing like people, the most incredible people have the most difficult lives. Like, and it's like you said, it's a, bo it's a boring life if you just don't have any challenge. It's like, yeah. 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 You know, it's like what, yeah. What's the, what's the most viral video you guys make? It's gonna be the honesty. Yeah. The, yes. What's it on now? It's like, like 12, 10, 10, 10, 11, but, 12 million. But it was, so I think we spoke about this recently. Uh, I won't say too much on camera, but there was like, yeah. we, there was a license in disagreement on that video. Mm -hmm. um, it was on 12 million views at the time, and then it got took down. Yeah. And then we re-uploaded it. So it was just a, a complete re-upload. And now it's at almost 10 million. So mm -hmm. that'd be like, it would be on like 22 million views at the moment. So yeah, that's pretty crazy. There's a few, there's a few videos like that that we've had to take down and so like, it doesn't really give a true, true. Yeah, like, so put the real, like, the real numbers yeah. on it. Like a lot of our compilations we've done, I've got like 10 million views as well, but we've had to take them down, re-upload them. Yeah. Um, and we were saying like as well, someone watching like nine hours of a 10 hour video is like worth way more than like, it, like a thousand views on like a free Yeah, video. some of them videos are like three or four hours long that had a million views on. That's kind of like the, the yeah. bonkers one because like the watch time on, yeah, on it's it's insane. just it's so stupid in comparison to the other videos. But yeah, um, I think we're more, the, the stuff we've been shooting recently, like, and we've been filmed, like all the pieces we filmed, like quite a few of them are starting to get into like the millions, millions of views of now. Yeah. And that's like been really nice to, to see that as well. It's like we're not relying on uh, fair usage or licensing content. Like it's like confirmation, oh, actually you are good at this and it, you can do it. So that's been, I think they're the ones we're most proud of. Yeah, it feels like, really good when Yeah, it's our stuff that gets the views. Yeah, yeah. it's been good, yeah. So you guys make all of these videos about other people in order to inspire people. What's the quote? Inspire people to change? Inspire, inspire change. change. Yeah. Inspire change. What, this is the last question, what do you guys do or how can you guys inspire change to other people? Like what can other people learn from your guys' stories that would inspire them to change? I think, I think one, we've just got to share our stories more. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't, don't share. Like I think, yeah. You should, you guys have a super cool. Yeah, I mean, like Luke's been through a lot. Like mm -hmm. when Luke was young, he had an accident. Um, yeah. The, like, I feel like if he shared, it would help. Um, I, I actually lost my son bef when we started Mulligan Brothers. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like my, my thing. It's like, and I've not, I share with these guys all the time, but I've not shared it on camera. And like, that's something that for me, I feel like would help people. But we've, we've been talking about this recently as well, is like the, um, Oh, I can't remember what it is, like the, so, the social value of sharing trauma, 
like I don't want to we don't we don't want to buy in we don't want to use it as some sort of social currency mm. yeah social like the, currency, the yeah. tough stuff we've been through we don't want it to be social currency so we don't want to come across as like we're trying to victimize victimize yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like we're trying to find a balance right now we really really want to start sharing those stories and like so yeah hard, right? like, very difficult I find myself you know, sometimes I want to share things about my anxiety, my panic mm. attacks, and then I don't make the post because I'm like, I don't want people to think that I'm doing this for attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or like to be pity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to share about my mom all the time. Like, yeah. I really want to say about like how how tough it was and like what what we overcame as a family, what my mom managed to get through. Because my mom lost her first son as well, mm -hmm. and um, I w I really would like to be able to share that, but it's like we don't want it to be the we're, yeah, that we're trying to victimize ourselves to get more views or whatever it is. So it's, it's very difficult fine line to balance. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to find the, a balance with it. <laughs> yes, Neve. <laughs> yeah, no, I think what's most, is, oh, one of the things that's most, that most inspires me about what you guys are doing is just your, 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 how relentless you guys have been in the pursuit of something so difficult. Like you guys are in a super, polluted and competitive market, you know, creating videos and content where you're literally, you're competing for people's attention when attention yeah. is a zero-sum game, you know, it's mm. so difficult to create stuff that catches the people's eyes and interest and attention and keep doing it even when shit fails. I think mm. the, the, the cool thing with us is... Like, no formal training here. Right? Yeah. No, no, no formal yeah. training. Oh, self-taught. Yeah. yeah. We're very stubborn. Self-taught, yeah. Self-taught yeah. and we're very stubborn people. Um, yeah, yeah, we're not going nowhere. We're not like, going anywhere. No matter what, like we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we never really. I've never thought about it being that. It's, it is very competitive. It is competitive, and it's like we don't want. Think about how competitive it is to to get people to watch your shit. Yeah. 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 It's the most competitive. And all we, the the thing is with us as well is that right now all we have is the product. Like mm -hmm. people don't people they're starting to but people didn't come for the name Mulligan Brothers they came for a motivational video mm -hmm. so like when you when they click that video and open that video if, it, if it's not motivational if it's not good they are leaving the, they're you know, not watching it so it has to be a good product so all we have is our product and I, I, I like to think that Mulligan Brothers carry some sort of prestige now in the motivational world um, so people were more inclined to click our stuff mm -hmm. but I still don't think it's there yet so it's like yeah it's hard it is hard to gain attention it's hard it's hard to get it but um yeah, we are relentless. Like we're not. It, w I think we'll just keep doing it no matter what. Anyway, if, if we had one viewer, we'd still probably yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for your time. Really appreciate you guys sitting here talking to me. Uh, where do people find you? Um, so, yeah. So um, personally, uh, we're all on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the the main page is Mulligan Brothers on YouTube, and that's the best like to get our resources or Mulligan Brothers interviews. Um, you can get. All the all the interviews, there's highlights that yeah. go on there, and there everything is free. Like obviously with YouTube, that's the case, but all of our content across all our websites, um, Instagram, there's no barrier of entry. So like if anyone wants to come and watch the stuff, it's there. The lessons are there, and then we're all on Instagram as well. Um, Neve has actually started to post a lot more on Instagram because yeah. she started to do powerlifting, which is really nice that she's here with you, yeah. Steffi. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, but I, I'd say if you wanted to see what we get up to, Mulligan Brothers is definitely the yeah. one. Yeah, on YouTube. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. This is like a cool experience. Cool. Thank you.